And now she's telling me to open a business. And I'm like, hi, I have no money, like zero, literally. How am I going to do this? And she said, you have to bet on yourself. Like there is no, you have to get to the place where there's no other alternative. And and that's where most people run because they want to go back to where it's comfortable and familiar. And it's actually the worst place to be. Once your eyes are open, once you see, you can't unsee. So suck it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, we can get in a fight if you want to. No, you had the, you had the sword. No, yeah, she, she has that for advantage with the, the sword. sword. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. Hey, you're listening you to Content is Profit before. Podcast. One, two, in here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. Ooh, baby. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a damn good time, baby. That is right. The goal of this podcast is simple. To entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Can you say that word again, please? Dude, that's a tough one. Now. <laughs> Enter- entertain. <laughs> You're definitely entertaining. 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 Well, it, it, uh, was, it was either that or edutain. I, I, I think you're entertaining more with that word. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I'm definitely oh, going to have to work on my pronunciation for we, that we, one. You got this. Yeah. 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 That's All right. Fine. What are we talking good. about today, Fonz? Guys, today we are discovering our untapped potential and realities. Ooh. Honestly, this conversation is going to go deep. It can go anywhere. You know how we roll in content is profit. All I see is a sword behind in the background of our guest. So, you know, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen today. But, you know, uh, if you're liking and enjoying this show, please go ahead and hit that follow, support, and uh, follow us on social media as well. Super awesome to hear from you. All the comments, all the feedback. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You can, you can tell it's been a week since we recorded our previous episode. Why? Uh, yeah, this is a new flow. I'm trying something this is a new. new. Flow, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. We're, we're not rusty. What is that? What is that, guys? If today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode, and of course, don't forget to leave a five star review. Thank you. Let's go. So we are back with another episode with a guest that was referred by the Hall of Famer George Bryant. And you know what that means? Possibly a lot of tears. <laughs> no, but it's all good because today's guest is here to help us better understand our untapped potential and clear those bloat roadblocks. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'll share a story here where, in just where a second. Where is your English, Fonzie? Those roadblocks that might be stopping you from growing to the next level. Today's guest will teach you how to shift your perspective and master your energy. She has been an entrepreneur since her early 20s. She's about to become a published author and she's the host of the Untamed Live Podcast. Oh yeah. This intro totally doesn't do her justice, but <laughs> please welcome the one and only Kristen Jewel. I feel like I should dance. Yeah, dance. We say is optional, but we know <laughs> deep down is mandatory, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Christine, I have a, a, a quick random story for you. <laughs> I was reading the intro in here and I said, I put the, the word roadblocks, right? But when I first wrote it, I said block roads. And <laughs> I even Googled it. I was like, what is it block roads? And then I discovered that it's actually spelled roadblocks. So when I was reading right now, I got in my mind, I was like, remember it's roadblocks and not block roads. And I just got all mixed up and I said that they were wrong. Uh, but either way, we have you here and we're extremely happy. So thank you so much, Christine. Thank you for having me. And I have to ask you, is that because in Spanish you say it backwards? Like, you know how sometimes it, you think in one language, but then you have to like reorchestrate? It's because he, d- he still doesn't know English. Christine, <laughs> I still he doesn't know English after yeah. 10 years. I, I could say yes, you know, and, and pretend okay, okay. that my mind is mixing up things up, but it was just a word that I rarely <laughs> use. Yeah. Well, Christine, congrats on the new place. I think, you know, you just mentioned Thank that you. you guys moved to a new new location. So congrats and uh super exciting so you know for those that might not know who Mm -hmm. you are and what you do do you give us can you give us a cliff notes the cliff notes (laughs) well i think you guys should just do such a good job that i don't want to mess it up now but (laughs) what do i do what do i do i do state shifting i take people from one reality into another and we do it quickly with ease in a way that feels amazing and we transform relationships Mm. we get things you know we get people out out of lives that they're going through the motions sleepwalking same 
same thing, different day, and really start to put some fire, fire back in the soul, fire back in the heart, fire back in the relationship. Just like the right kind of fire, though. You know, the fire that ignites and the fire that invites, not the fire that burns everything down. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Like that, that warm fire <laughs> when you like call, you're like, hey, baby, they give me, yeah. give me that, give me yeah. some of that. I, I, you know the fire, like you visualize the big campfire and it calls everybody to you, right? It's just like the right amount of flame, but it's not a fire under your ass. <laughs> I, li I like that F representation of fire. I don't F think F I've F ever F had the, the comparison before. Oh, you're familiar with the fire under your ass every morning after our meetings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lately, I need, I need some more fire. No, no, I, 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 need, I, need to, I need to find that inviting fire. So I guess... This conversation is coming at the perfect time. Right moment. It's coming at the right time. Yeah. So, Christine, you, you mentioned that you've been an entrepreneur since your early 20s, right? Like, a lot of people that listen to the show, like, are in that journey. Maybe, you know, they're around that age. Um, I I don't feel like we were, you know, early 20s. Yeah. We are in college yeah. at, at the time and, and playing soccer <laughs> and focusing on different things. But My souls are still in the early 20s, <laughs> let me tell you. Sure. <laughs> uh, what was that initial, like, what was that initial venture for you? And how do you start on this journey? Well, you know, I think um, as I think back, I'm like, I am the worst world. I'm the worst. Now you got me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say I'm probably one of the worst employees, the most unemployable people, because I hate doing what other people tell me to do. <laughs> and I hate following other people's processes. And I get bored really fast. And my brain and everything just goes way too fast. Right. So not way too fast, but way too fast to sit in one spot and do one thing. So if we go back, I think, you know, I just, I grew up in an environment growing up where it was just like a lot of chaotic, chaotic environment and a lot of movement, a lot of action all the time. You know, that's kind of how my dad rolled and how I rolled. So, uh, and I was always really encouraged to explore get out there, do the dangerous things. You know, my dad's motto was like, it'll be fine. You know, it was like <laughs> throw me in the water with the alligators to teach me how to ski or something, you know, but it was like, so I, I was always like had a very high risk tolerance anyways, to begin with. And then, um, my first venture actually was I did, I did the traditional waiting tables and that for a while, you know, but right away I was like, okay, I got to like figure out how to do my own thing. And oh, I got married very young, got married when I was 23 and my ex-husband and I actually started a couple different businesses as without every entrepreneur. Okay. Your first business does not always succeed. In fact, it usually takes a couple <laughs> that burn down and you try another one and try another one, especially when you get two visionary people together, Yeah, wow. it can go really well or it can go like really bad. Like so were you guys double, doing right? business? You guys were doing business together, married and together, or you guys have I'm, different I'm, ventures? Bo both. So like oh, wow. my first husband, now I'm, I'm remarried, but my first husband I also, I was, I was always very visionary. I was always attracted to people that were visionary. You know, I loved the adventure. I am an adventure at heart. And, uh, so yeah, my first husband was also a visionary. And so we started a CRM, uh, solutions company. So nothing to do with what I do today, <laughs> but marketing, I'm coming out of university with marketing. We started, a basically at the time, like a CRM solutions company. Um, and then we ended up growing that. And that's actually what brought me to Canada the first time. So we were doing it for the automotive industry because that's where his background was okay. at and stuff like that. Um, but really, I was just in the love of connecting with people, having awesome conversations. I was doing sales and marketing. And I just love, I love humans and I love having mm -hmm. conversations. And if you are truly caring about people, it's easy sales is easy, you know, invitations are easy. And so that was the first of, of several ventures, um, that we, that we went on. And then later I had, after we got divorced, I opened a holistic health and performance studio. And that was like a bricks and mortar facility, um, and then started another coaching business. So it's been a, an, an evolution of things. That's about three out of the 10 things. That's a snapshot. But yeah. I mean, it's a, Sounds like a pretty big change from a CRM to, you know, the holistic studio. Um, well, well, yeah, it's funny because, you know, I think like for ever since I was young athletics, you guys played soccer. I played soccer. Soccer was my sport. Calcio in Italian, you know, what do you say in Spanish? <laughs> but I played soccer. I think it was a saving grace for me, actually, in high mm. school when I was going through a lot of really hard times. And I moved here from Italy, like just fitting in different cultures, all the things. So athletics was in my blood early on. I loved it. Soccer, track, I ran, you know, all these things. And when I was young, I got my 
degree also as a or my fitness certifications as a personal trainer. So mm. sports was always like something you do for fun, not something you get paid for. So I always, you know, would work and then go play sports or go train mm. people and do this thing and teaching classes and doing fitness and playing soccer and doing all the things after work. And then after my ex-husband and I got divorced, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do what I love, which is training and sports and doing work that I love. And I decided to go go with the thing that, you know, is the hobby that people say you can't make money at and actually worked out pretty well for a while. That's so, awesome. yeah. So that's how I got into it. I know, I know Fonzie, before, before we go, Fonzie, choke the mic. I think this episode is like Lisa choked the mic. I've been asking all the questions, but um, so, you know, you said you went to, to your passion business, right? And uh, I've, I've heard multiple versions of this. Ours, I think, has become a little bit of a passion on the things that we do with media and the podcast and, and this thing. But it, I don't think it started that way, right? I think if we would have started in a passion place, I think it would have looked very different. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, just, you know, chase the money and or go to the go to do your passion. For us, when we started the base bros was definitely chasing the money. We were victims of the bro marketers uh, with the Lambos and the thing. We, we're not into that oh. anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. There's been a lot of growth. Uh, we still like nice, nice things, not going to lie, but I, I don't think that's the, that's the main purpose, right? Um, so were you at that stage whenever you decided to do into your passion thing where do you have some money in the bank to be able to do this or where you were like, oh man, what's fastest path to cash? And on top of that, I, I'm going to layer the passion on top of it and it works, it worked yeah. out. Like, what was that like? Ooh, I love this question. I love this question. Thank you for asking. So here's the deal. Like I married when I was 23, my ex-husband and I started this business. And over the over the the years, we built that company. I think when I got divorced, it was worth about seven million. We had a team of 40 in Sri Lanka as well, doing some offshore things. And it was not my passion. It was more his vision, but I was mm -hmm. along for the ride. And when we got divorced, it was actually a horrible divorce. That's a totally different story. But I actually found myself in a really nasty, in the middle of a really nasty divorce, very, a lot of things creatively financed to where I had all of a sudden gone from living in a million dollar home and thinking I had one lifestyle to, hi, you don't have anywhere to live and you have three kids. And I was living in my girlfriend's basement with my three kids. I didn't like, it went overnight from like, I have nothing, right? Literally nothing. And so I wasn't going to be working with my ex-husband anymore. And I was at this crossroads and I was like, okay, so I can go the, I can go to Toronto. I lived in outside of Toronto at the time. I can do the yeah. nine to five marketing thing, get a corporate like thing like this, you know, that's, I'd been doing sales, graphic design, all this stuff, people, relationships. Like I knew I could do that, but then I had this like three kids and I had this love I was at the time training for world uh, triathlon championships. So I was already training and coaching people on the side. Oh. And I remember one of my clients that I was coaching at the time as a hobby, because again, I didn't, I wasn't making a lot of money yet. Yeah. I was training myself primarily as an athlete. And one of my clients, I went out to, to lunch with her and she was a business coach at the time. And she said to me, you have to open a studio right now. Like this has been something you've been talking about for years. And I always had a vision of wanting to open a bricks and mortar facility, but it was like, A, people don't make money doing what they love. And like, no one will take me seriously and all of the things. And now she's telling me to open a business and I'm like, hi, I have no money, like zero, literally. How am I gonna do this? And she said, you have to bet on yourself. Like there is no, you have to get to the place where there's no other alternative and just do it for a year. And, and I, I had that coffee with her and you know what happened is like, I drove literally not 24 hours, maybe 48 hours after that conversation, I drove by a building and I saw the for lease sign out there. And I thought, well, what the hell? I'll just call who knows. And li literally I have no money for rent. I have no money for anything. I call and I ask the guy how much, rent. He says $4,000 first and last month's rent. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to pay, pay rent. So I was like, well, what can I sell? You know, you're an entrepreneur <laughs> when you're like, what can I sell? Or where can I, f like, once you get clear on the, what the house shows up, long story short, I went home and I, I called a friend who was a jeweler. I sold him my wedding ring and I got $4,000 for the diamond. And so we opened the location less than 30 days later. And I took the only $4,000 I had to my name to open up my first gym, basically, which is what it was at the time. And we opened with an empty room. 
with no equipment and we did body weight training and triathlon training for the first couple months until I could buy the bikes and buy the weights and buy the things. And here's the thing. We were profitable month one. We were profitable wow. at the gate. And it just was like a snowball because I really believe like when you get in that space where you're just like, I'm going, I'm believing in myself, I'm rolling the dice, I'm doing what I love. There's so much heart energy in that early space, you know, like Ugh. it has to work. And so it just blew up. And then within a couple of years, it was a multi six figure business and I bought commercial property and the whole thing. But the beginning wasn't like that. It was literally like single mom, three kids make a decision. So, Are you going to go with what's familiar where you know you can get a salaried position or are you going to do what you love and be there for your kids and take a massive risk? And so it was like a lot of fire under my ass at the time because I needed yeah. to make a decision. I was forced to make a decision, but it was also like listening, yeah. listening to the one thing, you know, and just really wow. going, okay, I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> was that the inviting fire? Or the fire that burns. <laughs> well, I would say that the thing I needed at that time of my life, I will say this, I believe that there's a stage of our lives where we all need the fire under our ass to get us off our ass to make a decision. Because a lot of us won't make a decision until something pushes us. And here's the funny thing. At that time of my life, the season I was in, I was you know, training for a triathlon world championship. Everything in my life was about forcing and pushing. So guess what I call the studio? Force and pushing. Force and push. I called it push. 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 I said, you know, I was like, it, the name of the studio is push, push fit. Life begins push at fit. the end of your comfort zone. You know, if you're, like you got to get uncomfortable. So to answer your question, I think like we all have a season where we need that fire under us until we don't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm, so how, do, how do you get as, as many clients as you needed in that tight time frame? when because i mean you had a month pretty much to make it work to have the next four thousand dollars or uh you know your first and last month was going to be pretty pretty short um <laughs> so how, how did you start acquiring i mean you had experience in marketing in sales but how did you get the you know the and foot traffic yeah. inside of the door and i'm gonna be right honest all of that shit that i learned i didn't use any of it, <laughs> I didn't use any of it. Because I was like, and I really believe this now, and it's even with the most recent, but the business I have now and the coaching business I have, it's like, I really believe when we're in alignment, we're in integrity, we're doing the right thing. And we are speaking our message from the heart and just sharing our journey with people. I was honest with people about my journey. I was like, I was telling everyone, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Come. I was inviting. I was just inviting people. And like, I was inviting everyone I knew to come and have the experience with me, to come and be in the experience, right? And the energy was so good when people walked mm. in that space, like referrals, like people were bringing people. And so, you know, the first month, it wasn't a lot, but it was like 7,500. And I was like, that was a, I remember, like that was a big deal that first month of 7,500, you know, month, yeah, you know, a couple yeah. years later that it's, it now it seems like nothing, but that is a monumental thing, you know, and then the first year to be breaking the six figures and the multiple six figures and have it just continue to snowball and yeah. building a team and everything. So, yeah. but I think like in the beginning, it was about sharing the story, being raw, being real, inviting everybody into the ride and like not looking at people as like, oh my God, I got to make sales. I got to close deals. I got to, right. And yeah. I'll tell you this, I'm, we might be jumping ahead, but I'll tell you that the minute a couple years in, I hired a business coach that shifted my mindset into all of that. And that's when everything started to go sideways wow. mm. because I lost the heart and I started operating too much in my head. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. I relate so much into the fire under your ass because when I had Luca three years ago, that moment like is what changed everything. We were dabbling here and there and, you know, bless my wife, you know, Katie, she's been like, yeah, you do your thing and, you know, whatever. And, and she's always trusting. She's a very different person. Uh, but when Luca yeah. came, everything was like urgency happens and you're like, okay, we, we got to make things happen. It's for real now. So I don't know, Fonzie, maybe the solution for you is you, you, have, you need a, a kid. Yeah. You got a baby. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think well, so. Well, they say, what do they say? We need inspiration or desperation. So you got to find one. Oh, I like that. Inspiration or desperation. 
Um, you know what, what you're talking about right now? I, I was literally, while well, I was eating lunch today, breakfast slash lunch. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, I was watching this video by Ray Dalio. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. him. He wrote yeah. the book Principles. Yeah. And he has these mm-hmm. like really cool videos, animated videos that, he, that, I mean, obviously his team makes. And he was talking about his journey. He, he's pretty much talking about how the idea of the book Principles came to be and Mm -hmm. he's talking about a big mistake that he did in like 1989 something like that and he felt you know flat on his booty and then it became a matter of well am i going to become somebody else's employee or am i going to you know assume the risk that it takes to live a great life and he says knowing me it was about taking the risk and going and search the you know, the life that I wanted. He's like, as long as I have food for my kids and, you know, a roof over my head, I'm going to pick the the risk. And yeah. I found it pretty pretty interesting because, like, that's kind of like what I heard in you right now, right? It's like I had this opportunity to find a job in Toronto or I could start my own thing, right? And you took on the risk and you started your own thing and it definitely paid off, right? I mean, it's... It was I, hard work. I'm sure it was a lot of hard work and a lot of struggles, but it seems like the hardest off. work was making the decision. Mm. The hardest work was in that moment of like where everything else doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. Why would you do this now? This timing is terrible. You know, like the resources are not here. Um, all of the the mental. Am I allowed to say? I don't. Know, I yes. call it the mental the mental fuckery that happens. <laughs> that's like all of the doubt and all of the insecurities that starts mm. pouring in. It's like, that's the moment where I think we have to really act fast. I, I call it like act in obedience to the spirit. You know, my spirit was yeah. calling. I felt like my heart was calling. I was getting like, God was pushing me. The universe, you know, universal kick through the door. It's like, it's now, or this opportunity is going to get taken off the table. So decide. Mm. And, um, and it was really funny because even my husband and I went on a walk the other morning. I said, you know, I really believe that's how it is. It's like we have an assignment. We have a calling. There's a door that opens, but it's like it's on the table for you now. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? If you don't if you don't say yes, it's just like, OK, I'll give it to somebody else. Yeah. It's like, the, you know, like God just passes it on. He's like, uh, OK, I believe in you or I wouldn't be offering you this opportunity. Yeah. But like if you're not going to take it, i got to give it to someone else because there's somebody else waiting too, right? And yeah. and I do believe that what's meant for us will eventually always come back and keep knocking. But mm. it just we prolong it, right? right? We put it up. I mean, when is it going to knock back? Is it going to be years later? Do you have that many <laughs> years to wait? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I like yeah. that you mentioned at the very beginning, you said like, I'm an adventurer. And actually, Ray Dalio calls this the call to adventure. And it's, it it's all about, like you said, just making that choice. Like it all starts with a choice uh, and then just realizing, yeah, it's going to take some risk. But, you know, the reward is going to be probably way bigger. I mean, nothing wrong with, you know, whoever wants to just, you know, have their regular job and, you know, a more settled yeah. life. Like not, nothing wrong with that. Um, but for those that are, you know that want to pursue something different and maybe their own venture, there is going to be risk involved. Um, I'm curious, you know, as you had now your sword and you were like, you know, kind of like blasting through entrepreneurship <laughs> forward. Um, how, that how, needs to be an ad for you. That has to happen. <laughs> yeah, you need it. Well, I, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the cover of her podcast, but she has a sword. She's like, yeah, like yeah. an epic dress and a sword. And your website is epic too. So, yeah, so good. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Need, we need to make this a, an, an ad. Yeah, absolutely. So like... <laughs> The sword is important because the sword is there to cut. It's there to cut a very distinct allegiance. You know, for me, the sword represents not only a shifting of allegiance from like part of this decision making is not doing it the way everyone else tells you to do it, not doing it the way the world tells you, not telling you guys know you just said at the beginning you were enamored with like the bros and the Lambos and all this (laughs) marketing. But, you know, it's all an illusion because those people rented those cars, they rented those homes and it's like when we when we like break free from the illusion and all of this programming that the world has and we say i'm going to make a declaration and a cut to shift my allegiance to listening to my heart following the yeah. call doing yeah. everything coming back to how i'm designed to run my business i think that we forget right and so for me the sword is a 
is not only a reminder, but it's really like when I'm going in those moment to moment decisions where I'm starting to feel the call or the tension because I see other coaches doing something or other business owners and it's so tempting. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be the sword that, you know, strikes you down if you follow that path because it's not meant for you. And so it's like, for me, it's that reminder to stay the course. It's so good. I I feel like everybody needs... Like a, a sword. A, a, a sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just talking behind cameras like, yeah, yeah. I was sword in this household might not be the best idea with me and Katie. But, uh, but An you know, anchor. Yeah. But like that thing, right? Like that thing that could be like your, uh, your, your thing to hold on when times are hard, like your reminder. What is it? Right. Like me personally, I have a tattoo in my back, right? That, you know, every time I, I do like a double tap and it's like, here we go. Right. It's my guardian angel, a few other elements in there, but what is that one thing? And I think that's super important in, in many ways that can anchor you, right? That means something mm-hmm. to you. And uh, thank you for bringing that visual. It's just your story is way cooler than my tattoo. For I'm sure. going gonna to have I to did. find my thing too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm seeing a trend in here. You guys got the kids. You guys got, you got a sword. You got the tattoo. I'm like, what do I have in here? Well, being a have- parent, it like makes you a warrior and it gives you something oh. to protect. It does like to your point, Luis, you like, you know, you just like instantly you're like, I have a fortress to protect. You know, I call it like, you have a kingdom now. This isn't just like you get to float around in the ether, which, you know, and it's just you. It's like you are here on this planet and you have people that you are responsible for and to. And so, yeah, definitely. It, it, it helps. It helps. It's helps. Sorry, Fonzie. I mean, that might be the solution, I bro. Mean, I don't so, know. Some pretty convincing arguments over here. Let, let's find, let, let's <laughs> next find ep- your, next episode. I like, let's I'm find your lady. <laughs> Well, a queen, a queen. You guys were on my website, you know, you got to have a queen worth fighting for too. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. It's like, the question yes. is, what are you fighting for? That is true. That is true. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's transition from push, push fit, right? Like you transition into the online world to, to yeah. this that you're doing right now and helping people. So like, how was that transition? Like why, first of all, like, why did you decide to transition into the online world? Well, first of all, I have to say, I always say like this season always preparing me for the next season. So the danger isn't staying in one season too long. Hey, mm. I told you, right? So the minute I started feeling the resistance or the boredom or just like we got to tune into that, I could feel my heart was like calling me, calling me. It's like, you're going into this work now. What I noticed was with all the clients that were coming into my facility over the years, whether it was autoimmune diseases, like trying to get in shape, whatever their health struggles were, I'll tell you 99% of them, probably 95%. It was not because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to eat. They didn't, you know, it was that it was always like a mental, emotional or spiritual route mm-hmm. consistently. Most of my clients had relationship issues, either with their partner at home or with their parent or some unresolved stuff inside. And it kept manifesting in their body. It was interesting. So mm-hmm. I was like, I ended up doing all this like coaching behind closed doors on the deeper these deeper spiritual, emotional conversations. And that was part of my journey as a health practitioner, moving beyond the body, beyond the physical, what else is going on? And so I just like fell in love with that. I love the mystery. I'm an adventurer at heart. I love the mystery. I like unearthing the roots. I don't like to play on the surface. I don't like to talk about bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to eat less food and work out more because that's not the solution. Like there's a reason why you're not doing it or sabotaging. So you know, I think like so many solutions right now in the world are just superficial, like, okay, make more money. Here's how, but nobody can hold on to it. Nobody knows how to multiply. Here's how to get lose 30 pounds, but nobody can hold on to it. Nobody can multiply health. So my, my love really came from a seeing the deeper roots. My heart was being called to it. And then it was like, I could just feel like it's time. It's time to go. And here's the thing. I still resist it. Right. I hesitated because by then the studio is making good money. I had a team. I'd copious amounts of time off. Like I started my online coaching business and it was good, but I could feel the pull to this thing, but I was trying to hold on to the old thing too. And again, that's where we got to be careful because I held on too long before I've cut the cord again. Right. And I ended up finally cutting it off during COVID again, a little bit by force, but yeah. It's like I'd already grown the online business and I was loving it because then I was taking people on retreats and, you know, doing all the Zoom coaching. So I was fortunate to have this this other business already growing. But it was a call to again. It was like that time in the studio was preparing me for the work I'm doing now. Mm, right. So what's cool is today I do so much energy work, so much body work. I understand how emotions and trauma and stuff is stored in the body. 
and I can work with people on these issues, whatever's coming up in their relationship or their business or their leadership team. And we get to bring the energy piece in, but not like woo woo energy, but like the energetics of how the body and yeah, know, I lo- energy works. You're talking to the right people here. We, we're, <laughs> we're believers of energy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we can disagree on that one. We've yeah. seen, we have crazy, crazy stories too around that. Uh, we just don't share much because you know, it's not like our, our avenue. I'm just going to ask something real quick. We're going to run out of battery. You got to plug the computer. I know. So here's the deal. <laughs> We're recording live. We're not going to run out of battery. I'm going to solve it. But, you know, Christine, you're not going to be able to see me on the screen. And, so, <laughs> and maybe, you know, Fonsi is going to have to look at a different camera. So that's about to happen in five minutes or so. But uh, if that happens. But we're going to continue <laughs> streaming. There's no way to plug the computer? It is plugged. It's just I just need to figure it, out the it's connection. Just, it's just no way. different connection. Anyway. All right. Well, it, this, this is my... I love it. My my. Hold on. Can I can I go ask a question to listen to the answer while I fix okay, the thing? Sure, okay. Here you go. Um, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love the Hi. thing. I love uh state shifting, right? Um, yes. But sometimes we're not aware that we need to change that state, right? Like we don't know what we don't know. What are, and I, and I feel like for us it was forced in many ways, in many levels, in many of the cycles that we've been. Uh, last year specifically, we had a very rough cycle, um, mm. and. I personally have done a lot of work in in that in that sense lately in the last like four months, yeah. Um, which allowed me to, for example, write a letter to my dad that I've never, never, maybe never would have been able to write before. Yeah. Um, so how does somebody becomes aware, right? Does it have to live through a situation like that, or can we do? Can we start doing some proactive work to get there? Well, so that 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 aligns with the question that I wanted to ask, which is. Okay. You know, you mentioned most of people's problems are caused by, you know, those internals or relationship, uh, let's call it those internal states. And I'm just, my question aligns exactly with what my brother says, like, how does somebody finds that becomes aware, you know, I might be asking selfishly because I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I might be going through a thing or two here. Um, and, I, and I can feel it, me personally, um, I'm not seeing you in the camera right now, Christine, but uh, I, can, I, I can feel it, actually. It's like this tightness in, in, yes. in my chest. I'm like, oh, man, like there, there's something in there that is not usually there. Yeah. But then is I cannot put like words to the, I don't know, the feeling or whatever it is uh, that's going on. So how do we identify it in a way that maybe we can pinpoint it with name? and then know mm. what to do next? Yeah, that's such a good question. That's so good. I'm glad that you're asking that. So first of all, I just want to say, you know, that, that there are three there are three kind of phases to transformation or evolution. The first place is awareness. Like, am I aware of what's going on, right? A lot of us are unconscious, unaware. We're just kind of going through the motions, putting things aside. But once we have awareness, then comes the integration or the practice. And that's where most people run because they want to go back to where it's comfortable and familiar. And it's actually the worst place to be. Once your eyes are open, once you see, you can't unsee. Once you see, you can't unsee. Once you have an experience, you can't unexperience it, really. Like, you remember, right? So the worst place is once you have this awareness, which is beautiful, and you're not taking active steps to begin to reorganize things in your life, you know, to integrate that awareness into your life, it can become really painful for people to stay there, like uncomfortable, right? And But in the practice of just, you know, breathing and relaxing through the process of, let's call it the upgrade, the expansion, then comes the embodiment. And embodiment is finally where we are, the new identity. There's new systems and new programs running. So I just wanted to say that as a little bit of foundation, but, you know, because awareness, what you just asked me is like, how do we become aware faster is basically what I'm hearing you say, right? Or ask me is like how, like, and so first of all, I would start by saying, you know, a lot of people are not, first of all, setting the intention to be aware of what's in, what's a yes and what's a no for you, what, where you're, what you're flowing towards and what you're flowing, what you're trying to push against. Right. And so to your point, there's this tightness in my chest. I'm having a harder time sleeping. Like I'm just noticing myself dissatisfied or there's a restlessness, like a restlessness in my mind and a restlessness uh, in my body. I'm just going to ask something there. Mine is like, I feel that in the chest, but honestly, I'm like, I fall asleep everywhere. I'm tired. I'm like, <laughs> You're consist- exhausted. that's okay. the thing. I'm consistently tired. I'm like, yeah. I would just want to take naps all day. Yeah. 
So I'm glad you brought that up. So the fatigue, you know, that's another element. Either the mind doesn't shut off and people are like, ah, really ungrounded, or they're just exhausted and they just don't have the capacity or the energy to show up the way they used to, right? Everything seems to take so much more of your bandwidth basically to execute on. So these are things that I'm like, okay, let's pay attention to those signs because those are like ding, 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 ding. Something is out of alignment. Something's not working. And the worst thing is we've been so programmed as a society to be like, oh, just like push through it, push through it, work through it, just get up, you know, just put on some happy music and like give yourself some motivational videos and you'll be fine. And, and that's, I think the danger of what the personal development world has done. It's, it's had us push down, cast aside, put these things in the closet and be like, I don't have time to deal with this. It's weak, you know, whatever. And I just have to push through something's wrong with me instead of going, okay, let me really put on the heart of an adventure. I would say like, that's a call for you to begin to get curious. What is this actually about? What is actually going on? And instead of trying to like, you know, ignore it or just beat yourself up about it is to create the space, Mm. create the space to get curious. It's like any adventure, you know, everybody wants to like, you need a space to go into, to start getting curious, to explore. And most people will not give themselves, give themselves the intentional space to go, okay, I'm just going to take this time to be with myself, to be with my thoughts, to write, to be curious, to have these conversations. And really, I think the key there is spaciousness and curiosity. And here's the thing, if we're truly curious and we really begin to ask our heart, what what do I actually not enjoy anymore? What am I not enjoying? What do I desire more of? What feels completely out of integrity for me? What, you know, what's really going on? And we begin to ask these questions Mm. and then we actually listen to the answer. (laughs) Cause here's what happens. People get the answer, but they don't like it. Their head doesn't like it. And it's like anything but that, give me another answer. You know? So like, I work a lot with people in the faith community too. And they're like praying, praying, praying for the answer. And I'm like, they're like, I'm not getting an answer. I'm like, no, you got the answer. You just didn't like the one you got. You're you're searching for (laughs) for another one. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, give me another way. And I always say like, I mean, I, you know, I really believe God is a God of process. So we are being refined in the process of wrestling with the questions. So am I willing to wrestle with the questions? And then when, when the answer comes up to really honor it. And I think like the key there is the missing link is that we are not taught to really honor our own fears, our own emotions, our own heart. We're not really taught how to honor and respect ourselves. And then we get upset when people don't honor and respect us. (laughs) But I'm like, do you know how to do that for yourself? Because hands down, every single person that I've ever coached did it. Yeah. They yeah. never really took the time and the space to listen to themselves, to hear what their heart had to say, to ask themselves questions, and then to honor themselves enough to move in the direction that they were being called to move. Because it's terrifying. Mm. It is terrifying. It is. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the, you and have- that usually means letting some people down. I'll say this last mm. piece, and then I want to hand it over to you, right? Because when things come up, it usually means I get to have some honest conversations with people that I really don't want to have, or I got to say no to things that I really don't know what what's on the other side of. And so we start yeah. hiding, or hiding is a familiar pattern. Mm. Very interesting. Good food for a thought. <laughs> um, What's the story? Am I the relationship that you need to cut off? You can tell me right here, right now. <laughs> are, we doing, are we doing some therapy right no, now? Baby, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a therapist. No, not no, no, a therapist. No. I'm not a hist anything. But I just want to say, like, I think we, we, when, when we can get curious, like really legitimately curious instead of trying to fix something or assume something is broken, it's just like, let me just see. Let's yeah. just see. Yeah. What is this about? And then giving yourself some space to play. Like we take life way too seriously. And I think that we have these expectations that we should be at a different place. We should be at a different state. We should be making more money, should be married, should live here, should do this. And it's like, really, we're just <laughs> kids playing on yeah. this earth. <laughs> we gotta have fun again. We forget. Mm, yeah. I um I related so much with the fear side. Um, when you mentioned it and, uh, it's funny, like just today, 
Luca was taking his first like swim lesson, right? And uh, and as you're explaining this, like we don't know how to cope with fear. Mm. I'm going yeah. through. I wasn't there, but I was receiving videos from Katie, right? And all you can hear is like Luca in the far like pool with like the the, the instructor, right? Just crying the heck out. But he's doing the thing, right? Yeah. But he's crying, but and he's doing the thing, and then he gets up on this edge and he's still crying, and then he jumps off, right? And but Luca's three, like just turned yeah. three, right? And he's he's always been swimming with the water wings, the thing. Yeah. So, you know, I call my wife and I'm like, hey, how'd it go? She's like, oh, my gosh, it was crazy, horrible. He kept crying all the time. I'm like, but he did it, right? And then you can hear Luca in the background, like on the phone. He's like, I cried. And I'm like, that's awesome, right? And I just made the connection to it. Like he was facing that fear, right? Like that's something yeah. unknown with somebody that he doesn't know. And he was just doing the thing, right? And it's like those moments that, you know, we, we have to celebrate. And sometimes, you know, when we first launched the show, we had 60 days like of runway. Like if not, bye-bye business. You know, we had a $25,000 debt that we didn't really know how we were going to pay at the time. And we're like, this is very scary, right? We're crying too. I was. I was freaking out because I was the one looking at the spreadsheets. I'm like, how am I actually going to tell Katie that I invested $25,000 that we didn't have, right? Like to do this thing, to do this business. Um but again, we leaned in, right? We celebrated on, on that. And I think like that has become one of the indicators, right? We talked about this in previous episodes where maybe we don't need to, you know, feel the fear like that intense, like in many, like uh, that often. But maybe is it is an indicator when we face different situations that come our way that we might need to lean in, right? So um, I, I think it was George that shared this visual with us. And I know that you have something to add in that for that comment. Uh, I know I'll let you add, but like for George, share with him with us the the bison, right? The bison is the only yeah. animal that like sees the storm and he goes through it because it's the fastest way through. And I remember like that conversation, and it meant mm. so much uh, that I'm like, man, that, that that's that's such a cool visual, right? So that's where that's where my mind and my heart goes every time we we see something like that. I'm like, you know, we we may have to like go explore something. Yeah, and let's be honest, we're not created for comfort. Mm. We're not created for comfort because the minute somebody gets comfortable, what happens? What happens if you get comfortable in our business? What happens to the business? Right? We get bored. Money starts to flatline. You get bored in a you get comfortable in a relationship, a little too comfortable. Guess what happens? Mm. You start looking for the adventure, right? Where's we the want fun? Novelty. Where's we are created for novelty. We are created for discovery. You know, I would say like in the beginning, like man is created from the outback, from the dirt, you know, like, yeah. and, and it's in our bones, it's in our DNA, it's in our soul to be in the adventure of life. And I think that this is like, yes, it's terrifying. And I also believe that that's why we are called when we actually feel fully alive and we're in that moment. It's like, we're living, you know, not just in the comfort zone, but it's forcing us to come into relationship with God, with spirit, with the universe, like something else that's so amazing, whether you're skiing down a mountain or you're on an adventure or you're launching a new business. It's like, it's so bigger that it's so much more than just you, right? But when you're yeah. comfortable, it's all on you. And it's like, we're not meant to live in the comfort zone and to be the source of everything in our life. We're really designed to be in the endless adventure. And if we really honor the way that we're created as human beings, it's like, you know, instead of chasing the next thing all the time and being dissatisfied, just know you're an infinite creative being. So the minute you're done creating this, you're just going to be loving creating the next thing because yeah, yeah. otherwise you die. Right. So it's like, can I just really have fun creating what I'm creating now? And, keep moving and being like befriending the unknown befriending the just like making that place like my new home where i am a little bit uncomfortable but i really train myself to relax you know train myself to relax like you know a lot of my work is about being calm in the chaos it's like you're tuned in you could see all the plates spinning and you're just like yeah you know it's kind of like you can hear all the noises all the things you can hear you can if you give too much of your energy to it it takes over your system and you get freaked out, right? Look at the spreadsheet for too long. And it's a, <laughs> you're like, right? Like you're feeding it too much of your energy. Know enough, feel the fear. Yeah. But use that as a sign. That's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. That means let me lean in. Like, let yeah. me go and just get curious. Let me just. So, yeah, that's why I say like, when we're talking about playing in another realm, even in relationships, I do a lot of work in relationships. It's like, I mean, I've worked with also men who are like, I want 
I love many women. I'm like, honey, you're not going deep and wide enough with one woman. You're too scared. You want to stay on the surface. Yeah. So that's why you want to spread yourself out. But if you're willing to go into the depth of the mystery with the feminine, whoo. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be in the adventure with her for a while. (laughs) Yeah. But it gets boring because we play at the surface. Uh, Interesting. This is <laughs> this is so good. Uh, so, parts are coming. So, parts so are much, coming. So much food for thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna add this out there. Uh, Christine it has been absolutely amazing. We just got a few a few minutes left, so definitely we're gonna have to do a part two. But I just wanna. Uh, I've I've heard this from multiple sources, right? That after a certain age, it is very difficult for humans to change, but change can be triggered through like certain type of traumatic and i don't want to use like traumatic in like the negative Mm -hmm. connotation of the word of the word but like certain traumatic events right um and i i don't know like i feel like these conversations in a way relate to that because one you know somebody that might have spent most of their life in their comfort zone right and they're used to the comfort but like you're saying we're not created for that so probably they're just sitting in the comfort zone pretty miserable Right. And they're like, and uncomfortable and uncomfortable. Exactly. Ooh, that's yeah. And uncomfortable. And they're like, well, but what's missing? Well, what's missing is that aspect of creation and novelty in your life. But how do they redefine that? How do they go and, uh, you know, kind of like start rediscovering that side of themselves? Does it really take, you know, trauma to like change you? you? I think like, here's the thing, right? It's here's the, here's the irony of it all. We think we're comfy and it's like the comfort zone, but the reality is most people that are in their comfort zone are sedating themselves, right? They're drinking, they're on social media, they're watching, like whatever the thing is, they're bored. So they're really still experiencing all the restlessness and the discomfort and they're kidding themselves. They're lying to themselves, right? I mean, a lot of times. So, and, and I'm not saying, now there's a difference between being comfortable and settling and knowing that you are not, truly alive in your body versus being at ease. And so I invite people like, yes, let's be at ease. Let's learn to be at ease wherever we are in the adventure. So train yourself to be at ease while also being in the, you know, the childlike wonder and awe. When we go back to like your little boy, you know, or the three-year-old, the little child inside of us that's designed, like the kids want to yeah. explore, right? They're kind of, they look over their shoulder to make sure like, I'm not going to die, right? Like you're going to, just in case you're going to be here to catch me, but we're designed to go and test our limit and test the edge and play. And so I would say like, first of all, let's, can we start adding more play into our life? like actual play, not just like things to entertain us, but things that, you know, stretch us a little bit. And for my 75 year old mom, it might be going for a hike in the hiking trails down the road. Right. But what is that one thing that just stretches you enough that requires you to, you know, that will open your eyes and move you into that place of novelty. And you can train yourself to be at ease walking down that trail or making new connections in business or whatever. It doesn't have to be extremes. The thing is, I think we 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 stop putting ourselves in these in, intentional stretches yeah. that are out yeah. of our comfort zone and training ourselves to be at ease and relaxed in the discomfort. Mm. That's so good. I think there's a lot to unpack this episode. I'm going to like this action. Po- I love this. This action point starts in minute 45. You want to go back to it, the last three minutes. I'm just going to throw this out there. The producer that did the review of her show is going to hate us. I know. After, <laughs> after he, listens. He, he, told, he, he told us that he, we need to, to be the, a little bit more confrontational in certain point of views. But we're like, but our guests are so awesome and they have incredible points of views. And we, we agree, agree with them. Uh, so I'm like, yo, we agree with everything that, that has been said today. But it has been absolutely amazing. We agree for a reason. We agree for a reason. We, we've, um, there's been a few episodes, right, in our life that, you know, coming from Venezuela and uh, playing soccer and going alone at 15 different countries. And yeah. uh, you, we've, we've experienced some things, right? And I think, like, yes. uh, our life might not be... Uh, as normal as people think it is, right? When we, when we first start sharing these stories, they're like, "What? How many? How old are you?" Um, yeah. and we're very open minded, and That's we're also very open minded to to accept all these things. And you know, we we take these nuggets from like uh, people and the lessons, and obviously their experience. And clearly, you, I mean, you have an incredible experience with everything that that you have done. So, 
Why not? So, <laughs> suck it. But no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can get in a fight if you want to. Uh, no, you had, the, you had the sword. No, yeah, she, she has that for yeah, advantage with the sword. You had the sword, sword yeah. You, you, no, I'm kidding. Um, but again, everybody, like, let's say, I understand, right? Like, there might be people listening that this might be the first time that they hear something like this, right? Like, they might be going, you might be going through a hard truth at the moment, trying to be aware of a situation that's happening. And it might not be easy. Like, when I wrote to my dad, that was something that was not easy, right? For example. so uh, take it like that's a perfect example by the way sorry to interrupt but i just wanted to tap on that because that place of adventure that place of the Mm. unknown could be like having a really vulnerable conversation with your father writing a letter or having a conversation with your partner that's like Ugh, right it's 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 taking you guys to another space and yeah, you get to train yeah. yourself to be relaxed so i just wanted to say it i wanted to come back to honor you for doing that because that's a thank you example. i appreciate it yeah i read the whole thing to fonzie the other day and, he, and today he's like what letter i'm like bro like you just you missed the whole thing uh i thought it was, a, I thought it was like a text message so when he said like a letter i was like wait I'm confused. What are you spent, talking about? I spent like ten minutes reading it to you. Like that's not yeah. a text. If it, if uh, it go up, if it goes above <laughs> ten lines, it's no longer a text message. It's a letter. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I want to really make the connection as we wrap up the show because uh, I cannot be late for soccer for Luca. But as I make the connection, right, with content, content can be a scary, a scary thing, right? It can be that place to you know feel the uncomfortable and see those plates kind of floating around. There's a lot of stuff well, you're happening. Creating. You're creating, you're, you know, and, and, you know, everything that Christine said today, it can be applied to that world. Like I go back and it was the same thing when we created the podcast, when we created 45 live and it was, we, we felt uncomfortable and we pushed through and, and look at us now. Here we go. It's we still have, uncomfortable and awkward. <laughs> it's still uncomfortable <laughs> and awkward. And, not and, knowing, and that never goes away. Yeah. It never goes away. And not knowing no. how to say entertain. Entertain. <laughs> Christine, it has been an honor. Thank you so much for coming in. Is there anything else that you want to add? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I think just to uh, double down on that last piece, I mean, I think content is just sharing our lives, you know, like being raw, being real, sharing what's coming up and uh, just inviting people to, to judge us or join us. Yes, that's I like it. Invite people to judge us or join us. Ooh, Ooh. that's powerful. Yeah. Thank you. You know, yeah. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at BeastRoseCode. That is right. And if Christine here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. This is awesome. Thank you, Christine. Join us or judge us. Here we go. Join or judge me. <laughs>